The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Time for another TED Talk. Hello and welcome to TED Talks. My name's T and I would like to invite you to join me in this new series where I'm going to go over my experiences of training a new guide dog in the UK. So a quick disclaimer before we start. I'm not working with guide dogs for the blind on this. This is my own project. Best way to think of this is it's kind of a diary. Day to day, I'm going to let you know what goes into the training, what went well, what didn't go well. This isn't an expose on their training. So this isn't how to train your dog or your guide dog. It's going to be my own personal experiences. If you're coming here to get the inside skinny on guide dogs and what they do and all of that, it's not going to happen just because I don't think it's my place to give away what they do. Like I said, the best way to think of this is a diary. All the experiences, all the views are going to be my own. It's also going to be a way of me documenting my progress from the start and sort of seeing where I go, so what I need to work on. A little bit of a time capsule. So, I am a previous guide dog user. I qualified around 10 years ago, 2012, with a dog named Weston. He worked up until March of 2021. Fantastic dog. Had his quirks, like all of them do. All guide dogs have a quirk. He definitely had his. Worked really well. Love him. Still with us as well. So he's retired, but he is still with us now. So he's in the house. Well, he's currently on holiday while I do the training. But he's around the house with the new dog. So that's just the background. This is my second dog. Completely different experience though. So all the dogs are different. And considering that I did qualify over a decade ago now, a lot has changed. So I'm treating this experience as brand new, not going into it with like a big head or anything like that, just because I've done it once, because ultimately they are going to change the way they do things. And that's something that I've got to be open to. And if you're listening to this and you are going into another partnership down the line, if it's your second, third, fourth, I think it's worth reminding anyone who is going into that new partnership forget what you knew before if it's been a long partnership you've had just forget about all of that stuff i mean they're still transferable skills of course but you need to remember that this is a brand new partnership the dogs could be unique going to be different and also the way they train the dogs is going to be completely different now as well completed the first day of training today before we jump into that i want to give a little bit of a an outline of my new dog so his name is ted he was born in 2020 in january so at the time of recording, he's over two years, but not by much. So he's still very young. He's a Labrador Retriever cross. So he is caramel colored as well. So he's not really like a blonde, what you would think in the stereotype in your head of a, the typical guide dog puppy that you'll see. You either think of a black Labrador, which my previous dog was, or you think of like the really light puppies bouncing about on the Andrex adverts and stuff like that. Ted's more caramel colored. He's a really good boy. From what I've, I've realised so far, he's just very placid, eager to please, eager to learn. He will have his quirks, which I'm no doubt that I will come across as we go, but it's very early days. So for context of the training, when I qualified 10 years ago, this is just a bit of context of how it can change. I did two weeks residential in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. 
and that was living in a hotel and then going out and doing training every single day with guide dogs. So it was very intense, had to be away from my family, but it was me and my dog and the instructors and we just really worked hard learning all the skills we needed to to make a successful partnership. I know there were aftercare visits as well and the training did go on longer than that when I got home, but now the training takes five weeks. First two are most intense, which is fine. I'm, I'm eager for it. In the first two weeks, this is going to be where bulk of the training is going to be done. So unlike where it used to be where I've done residential in a hotel before, usually they will do this as well. So guide dogs haven't abandoned this as a way of training. But on this occasion, out of a few dogs they were training to get ready, Ted was the only one who made it through qualification. The others had quirks from what I've heard, which just didn't make them suitable for the working with visually impaired and blind people, unfortunately. And that does happen, like, unfortunately. So on this instance, out of this sort of cohort, I am the only one, which means that it doesn't make sense to put me in a hotel. At the moment, coronavirus has sort of gone down a little bit. It's still very much a thing, and we still have to take the precautions for coronavirus. So it made sense for me to work from home, considering that the instructors live very close to me anyway, within sort of 15, 20 minute drive. So it's not too bad. It's not like a huge commute for them. So the hope for this show is going to be that each day I'm going to document very candidly my experiences. I'm going to base it off the first two weeks to begin with. This isn't going to include weekends because we don't do weekends with the training. That's just chill out time. So at least 10 episodes... After that, I'm going to see how it goes. If people like the show, then I will continue to do episodes and put things on the Instagram, which you can hear about at the end. But at the moment, I'm only planning for around 10 episodes of this. And like I said, we'll see how it goes. So I'm not going to spoil the surprise of what's coming up in future episodes either. So if I'm told the day before, the night before, what we're going to be doing the next day, that's not something I'm going to be divulging. I want to keep everyone eager for the next episode. So hopefully releasing these daily. Because of that, editing might not be as fantastic as you would expect or what you've heard from our other shows. I'm going to be editing this. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Day one. I have to admit I'm very tired. Just being completely honest. It, it was really intense. I know it's going to get more intense. So we'll start off with the beginning. Woke up early. Got Ted ready. Giving him his food. Giving him some playtime as well. Need a little bit of playtime in the morning. Keep him engaged. Give him a reason to bond with me. The early stages here in the bonding with a dog is really important. So you've really got to be on top of that. So any engagement you can. Also grooming as well. Good brushing. Just getting him ready for the day. First thing that I'm going to say is there's always issues with toilets and going to the toilets with a new match. You've got to remember that these dogs have been to various foster families, puppy walkers, that sort of thing. And as of today, Ted has been with me the last two and a half days. Part of that was with the old guide dog, Weston, who they did wind each other up a little bit. Um, Not in a bad way, they just wanted to play all the time, very full on. We just had to rein them in occasionally. Uh, Weston isn't used to having another dog around him for so long. Ted isn't used to that either. So, of course, we needed to be very mindful not to burn them out. They can play, but where the limits, you have to be very, very careful what you do because it's all about structure. So that's what we've been keeping to. Of course, with a new location and new people, going to the toilet is quite a difficult thing. So guide dogs 
in general, they well, I say in general, they all have a command to go to the toilet. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to put it out there. I've told people in the past, and there's a joke, they say it. And although it, the dog isn't going to stop and do it like a robot and go to the toilet, it's something I don't really want to spread. Like, you can find out the phrase, but I'm not going to out and out say it on a podcast just in case idiots go out and start saying it to guide dogs because a guide dog would just get confused. There are always issues with the toilet to begin with. So Ted, he has been fairly good. Western was a lot worse. Going for a wee, no problem. But new garden, new home, new people. Now he's gone away from his foster family. He's sad that he's not seeing them. And now I'm getting him to go to the toilet in a new place. This means that it's been quite tricky to get him to go to the toilet, go for his number twos. Obviously, we want him to be doing that. We don't want him to be walking around with his dinner in him all the time, especially when he's working. We don't want him to be thinking, where do I go to the toilet? Because generally, you don't want guide dogs going to the toilet when they're working. That's not something that they do. It's not something they they want the dogs to do. If it happens, it happens. So if if you see a guide dog go to the toilet and do a number two, it's not something that is unknown. Weston was prone to doing this, and we were aware of this from an early stage. If you see it, don't don't think, oh, that's a poorly trained dog. Some of them just do it, and they it just so happens that they work so well elsewhere that there's no point picking them up on that. You just might as well just let them get on with it. So Ted has been okay. He's very very funny with where he goes and when he goes. He it's a little bit annoying. He does a little squat dance. He squats down and he just sort of shuffles forward. So it's not like it's a neat mess to pick up and i'm sorry if you're eating but he'll do a little walk and that's just the way he does it he just sort of like waddles along and that's really annoying for me i'm not used to that so that's something i have to be mindful of and have to get a technique going currently i am taking him out to toilet on a lead because i just don't want him having free roam of the garden we're still we're currently waiting for a fence to be put in regardless of that i would still have him on the lead just because i don't want him in flower beds once he's used to the house and the garden, no worries, not too bothered. If we get into the first part of the training for today then, getting away off of the toilets, had our first walk since the pairing walk, so when we got paired we did one walk just around my local area, and in that that's where we decided whether we were a match or not. Aside from that pairing, we have only ever done one walk up to this point, Walk one, we got in the van and we went around 10 minutes drive just to a residential area, very quiet, not a lot of traffic, just side roads. First thing we started doing is brushing up on the basics. These are the basic commands for the dog, going forwards, turning, stopping, that sort of thing. So all guide dogs, they work on commands. They're not like sat-navs. Some people think they're sat-navs. I've even had people crouch down and, and tell my previous dog, where to go that's not how they work you have to give them the commands and that's what we were brushing up on today a lot of it i knew but there are certain things you have to do with footwork so when you're telling a dog to go right for example you have to put your feet in a certain position give the dog space so that they can come around you and then go right similarly if you're going left there's two different ways you can go left they can either sort of cut across you and you do a bit of a spin or you can go left. It depends on your circumstance. That can be an easier way to do that turn. So this morning we were brushing up on on the basics. It was fine. It was a, around a 30-minute walk. Really enjoyed it. Um, very cold, bit windy. 
Ted was fantastic, no issues at all. He worked really well, and of course, I enjoyed getting out, the confidence boost of having a dog again. He has a really good pace, he likes to walk quick. So after this walk, we went back to the house, had a lunch break. So in the afternoon, we then went on to do a second walk. This was the same route as this morning, but it was with a bit of an extension on it, so we we extended it a little bit. What made this a little bit tougher is it was in the rain, and some dogs, they really do not like the rain. My previous dog really didn't like the rain. So this was the first real test of seeing if Ted would just do his job properly and not be bothered about the rain. I'm pleased to say that he did well, he really just didn't bother like with the rain at all. He didn't care. He just cracked on. No worries at all. Same route uh, with a little bit of an extension. And it, it was raining quite hard at times. Although we're all getting a bit wet and I've walked through a few puddles and all of that. It was fine. He didn't care. He really didn't. The only thing that sort of came up was that we went past a filled woodland area. And he has gone there in the past for a few runs and like off the lead fun. He knew that we had gone past that. He was very aware of it. So this time we had to be a bit more on top of him, a little bit more encouragement, informing him that we weren't doing that that day. So it, it was a little bit more of a battle. But to his credit, he was absolutely fantastic. And with a few adjustments to how we were doing things, he didn't really seem bothered Understandably, he really wanted to go in the woods and have a run around and get muddy, but he was working, and that's something that you can always expect with a guide dog. They're always going to want to go to the park or the field where they run or the place, like a family member or friend's house where they know they get a lot of attention. So really good walk. This one was around 45 minutes. Really good fun. Had to dry off afterwards, all of us, but it was a really good walk. Mentally draining, really mentally draining, remembering everything. Some of the feedback that I got was really good. I enjoyed some of the feedback I got, um, just so it reaffirmed that I'm not completely useless and I do remember things that I'm supposed to do. But there are things to work on. So the one thing that was brought up is I need to get closer to Ted physically, so not necessarily with our emotional bond, although that's something we have to work on. We need to get physically a little bit closer so I walked a little bit further away from him than I should have done. But this is primarily because I didn't want to step on his paws or bump into him or anything like that or give him a re accidentally hurt him, basically. I was assured that that's not going to happen. Like, I'm still going to have plenty of clearance. And although in the afternoon we did work on this a bit more, I know it's something that I'm always going to have to keep in the back of my mind going forwards. Because ultimately, I need to be close to him. It makes him a better guide and it allows me to have more confidence in him showing me around. If I'm walking like a foot away from him to his right, then I can't blame him if I walk into something. The other thing to work on is relaxing the arm and the hand, which I have the hand in. I got a little bit tense. Usually when we're doing turns and things like that, I'm prone to lifting up the handle just so I think that I'm giving him a bit more space. That's not what we want to be doing. It's something I struggled with with Weston to begin with. 
as a habit I've crept back into. I need to be nice and loose, nice and relaxed because the dog can feel the tension through the handle and it's not something they're used to. So this is something that I've been told I'm going to be called out on in a nice way. Guide dogs are lovely. The instructors are fantastic. But they have told me that we're just going to keep nudging you and nudging you until you relax because it's supposed to be very flowing, very fluid, like when you're walking and doing all of this stuff with the dog. And if you're tense, the dog's going to get anxious and stuff like that. And this was a quiet walk, and we don't want that happening when it's busy or on a work commute or anything like that. It needs to be mindless. The dog can do what they have to do. Um, Ted will do his job, and I just need to relax and let him do it and not try and help him. There were other little things that came up, but at the same time, they're they're very negligible things. I'm not going to go into it here. Until it comes up again, I won't bring it up. That's a, a couple of things for me to work on like tomorrow and the next few days are the ones that I've said. But I never expected to be perfect the first day because I'm very much not. I, I need to work hard and Ted's going to work hard as well. Tomorrow, not sure what we're doing yet. Wouldn't tell you if we, even if we did. But until then, I hope you enjoyed listening to day one. Feel free to follow us on Instagram. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm not too knackered um, and I'll, I'll just keep these coming out daily. Um, they won't be as long going forward. This is a long one because I just want to give an outline of what the show is and what I'm going to be doing with it. But I just expect the episodes going forwards. They might be five minutes. They might be ten minutes. They might be two minutes. It depends. It might just be me talking into my phone instead of a microphone if I'm particularly tired. If you have any questions or anything like that, let me know on Instagram or wherever you found this podcast. Give us me a like, a rate, a review. Hopefully you found it interesting. But if you do have any questions, let me know. I'll be happy to answer them, providing that they're not the, the secrets of guide dogs, because you're not getting the secrets. I will chat to you tomorrow. For more updates, videos, and photos, join us on Instagram at Wes and Ted's Excellent Adventures. <laughs>